debates, discussions, and everything else you shouldn't talk about at the dinner table is on our table. It's your weekly guiding motto. In pod we trust. Welcome, everyone, to our inaugural episode of In Pod We Trust. And I must say, the audience for this inaugural episode is the biggest of any podcast. The biggest. Ever. I'm pretty sure. I think so. We'll release pictures online. At least a couple hundred thousand. At least much bigger than Millennial Mindsets (laughs) (laughs) years ago, their last inaugural. So, before we forget, can't do that. My name is Tyler Hillier. I am a senior political communications major and political science major. Does that mean I know what I'm talking about? Absolutely not. Probably. Okay. Peanut gallery. <laughs> Thank you for that. What's your name? Uh, my name is Jacqueline Washington. I am a sophomore triple major in political science, broadcast journalism, and advertising slash public relations. Ooh. So I know what I'm talking about. Big shot over here kind of a big deal three majors okay um but anyway so this show we'll be talking about whole sorts of things religion politics philosophy current events donald j trump try to avoid that last one as much as we can but he (laughs) dominates every discussion but regardless there's much dominates donald Please, please refrain. I'm going to get that. that sound effect for the next show. No, God. I won't be on that show then. Working. <laughs> uh, but we've got so much, so much has happened. There's just so much to talk about. Um, we've got uh, the Russian indictments and the investigation heating up. We've got um, Trump's tweets that are just inflaming things. Um, but I think the most important one and something that's still we're seeing a lot of in the news cycle Obviously, the Parkland shooting here in Florida in Broward County just last week. That's a, that's a big deal. And yeah. so, I mean, obviously, huge tragedy. 17 people were killed. Right. Um, 17 children. 17, 17 children. Tons more injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Trump just got back from visiting, I believe, a lot of the families and the students who were injured in the hospital. Um, but this... Shooting in particular, we're seeing a lot of politicization of it now, and especially from the people involved, which I don't think yes. we've seen in a school shooting before. So what do you think, Jacqueline? Which, okay, I just have to get, a, get this out first before we talk about it any okay. further. Sure. My biggest pet peeve in our society today is when a tragedy like this happens and people immediately jump to policy solutions and turning it political and trying to use it to push their agenda. We need to stop and think about and realize how many people were just killed and how many people's lives were just changed completely from it. Not even the 17 kids who just lost their lives, their families, their classmates, the people that tried to help them, that Mm -hmm. saw them like laying there, that heard the gunshots, you know, like, and then to take something like that and just say, well, this is why we need gun control. Well, this is why we need this. Okay, maybe, but like, Take a hot sec, breathe, let these people grieve and t- before you turn it into a political issue. Like, it's not a partisan issue. It's not mm-hmm. a Republican issue. It's not a Democrat issue. It's just an issue with society that we need to address and let these people grieve before we try and turn it into something it doesn't need to be. Yeah, I think, I, I think we've forgotten how to mourn as a yeah. country. 
you know, people think mourning is a uh, is a weak thing and that there's mm-hmm. no time for mourning because we just need to be action. It needs to be right. action. And there's a time for action. But, you know, you think about after 9-11 and you think about after the Boston Marathon bombing, like we, we took the time as the country to, to put the politics down. And even if it was for a day. Right. You know, we but I think that's something interesting. I've been seeing a lot on Facebook. It would say like, thoughts and prayers and then people cross it out and put like action and policy i never understood that i i get it i get like you want to do something instead of just like sitting Mm -hmm. there and praying but i don't think like crossing it out is necessarily the solution maybe like step one step two like yeah why can't we do both what's wrong right like i do think i like your point we've forgotten how to mourn as a country we've forgotten how to mourn for others Mm -hmm. you know like we just see something happen we're like well we've got to fix it we've got to stop it like yes we do but like, take a second, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, I think something that I think is, it certainly struck me and it's struck a chord with a lot of people is the students themselves, the survivors, have been particularly vocal uh, in the aftermath of the shooting. Um, we, I've seen them on Facebook. Uh, there's been viral tweets from the students. There was one against Tommy Lauren. I don't know if you saw that one. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. I wish I did. Oh, she... <laughs> They roasted poor Tommy. I don't feel bad for her. Poor she, Tamara. She's one of those people who she comes out trying not to politicize it, but she's in turn politicizing it. Right. So she got what was coming. Um, but a lot of these students are coming out uh, very strongly, and we're seeing them on CNN, MSNBC, mm-hmm. you know, Facebook, just making all sorts of public statements. And now they're organizing uh, to like a school walkout to protest gun violence. I don't know if you'd heard that. No. Yeah, like a nationwide school walkout or something like that. Mm. Um, so that that strikes me as so interesting because I don't think we've seen that before. Yeah. And I don't know how it's going to change the I mean, debate going forward. It's interesting. Like they do – I'm torn on it because I think that they do necessarily have a right and a place to speak out against these kind of issues since they've just lived through it. Mm-hmm. I do think it's kind of fast. We're not even a week out from it, and we're already seeing these kind of things. But then again, looking at where we are as a society today, um, and and also just came out that he was a member of a white supremacist group and all of this yeah. stuff. So I think there's a lot of students who are maybe, not, I don't want to say waiting for something to happen that they could use for their beliefs to push because that sounds like they were just like waiting yeah, for that no, to happen not like that but just sure they see this and they're like oh this is my chance which like maybe i don't know i don't know if it's necessarily terrible you know no i mean i i love to see i mean young people like us our generation we're not taking anything you know we're, we're definitely being active um but i i'm just wondering if it's going to change now the debate because we've never seen something like this happen before i mean they're they're calling out congressmen they're calling out senators and they're getting a lot of publicity about it obviously because they were the survivors so i think it's i think it's interesting um what do you think about solutions yeah we're hearing a lot of talk from both sides this is politicizing, Tyler. I know it's it's what it's what it we can do on the show, though. yeah, yeah. reasonably. Um, do I do think? think there needs to be a call to action. I obviously I am pro Second Amendment, but I don't want to be ignorant to the fact that this is a growing trend. 
and you know maybe some regulation let's try it let's see because kids in high school like you're just defenseless and you're just leaving them defenseless to these people who are mentally ill and they need help which is another issue like reaching out to those who need help and giving them the resources they can to prevent this from happening to prevent I mean this kid like I don't want to say poor Nicholas but you know what I mean like he's been through a lot and now just committed this awful crime his life's over which granted he just took 17 kids lives so rightfully so or not whatever you believe but still it's awful that even anyone has to deal with these things and then to commit something like this against all these other people like it just affects so many people Mm -hmm. I think we need to try something something needs to be done yeah I you know it's such a shame that this this issue is so politicized and I wish we could talk about gun control not right after a mass shooting Mm -hmm. because then that just adds so much heat and emotion to it like why can't Congress sit down in you know the span of (laughs) three months when we don't have a mass shooting right and figure it out because when something like this happens it always just every side you know conservatives go to i'm not you're not taking any of my guns Mm -hmm. slippery slope and democrats go to okay well your right to bear arms does not supersede you know what's happening yeah um and you know it's just a shame because i think that that kind of polarization it pushes both sides to the extremes where there is reasonable solutions to gun violence and it's specifically mass shootings um, I mean, for me, I think Florida, I think it's about time we had an assault rifle ban. See, it's interesting, too, because there was just a bill being pushed through. Um, Senator Stargell is a sponsor for it, and it was set to go to, like, the Senate floor on Thursday last week to, for, like, loosen the regulations. Loosen? Loosen. But they tabled it because, obviously, the day before was Parkland. What regulations were there to loosen I don't, I'm, is my question. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> because it's for for an AR-15, uh, you don't need a permit. You don't need training. You don't need... Mm-hmm. Uh, and this kid, like, he bought everything legally. Legally. Which is the scary thing. Like, there's always, well, he got it illegally, so... This guy isn't old enough to buy a beer, and he can buy an AR-15 rifle And, I mean, thank God he wasn't able to buy a beer. Who knows what he would have oh, <laughs> done if he'd been drinking this whole time, too. But, I mean, he can, you know, he can just go in and buy it. And he can buy all these rounds of ammunition and body armor and smoke grenades and no question mm-hmm. about any of that. So. See, there's one thing that really gets to me, and I identify myself as a Republican, but I'm going to call us out for a sec. You know, when, like, Hot the takes. immigration ban is coming and stuff like that. Sure. We say, yes, we don't have a right to, like, ban people from coming to our country, but when the security of our citizens are at stake... It takes precedence. But yet, when these tragedies are happening and you mention gun control, even the slightest regulations, why don't the safety of our citizens take precedence? Now, I'm not for banning all guns. No, can't do that. But you need to have some leeway. Like, we can't just leave our citizens defenseless. And it's kind of hypocritical when it comes to that argument, you know? Yeah, no. I mean, for me, not just that, but it comes down to the, you know, pro-life argument, too. Yeah. Yeah, we want to protect life in the womb. You know, why? Because life means something. It's important. 
Um, do we really want loose regulations on mm-hmm. things that we're seeing have now there's a pattern of mass shootings with a certain type of weapon? Right. Like people's lives are at risk. And I, I, I do get the argument of like, well, you know, Clinton banned assault rifles, right? Mm-hmm. And it didn't really do, like, gun violence didn't stop in America. It's true. And it is proven that areas with more gun regulations have not improved. Chicago, mm-hmm. D.C., for example. Sure. But I, I always feel like something the conservative gun argument misses out on is, like, the, the national feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Every time one of these shootings happens, everyone in the country... We're just destroyed by it, mm-hmm. and we just argue about it, and it just it, it completely breaks down. I feel like our our democratic process, yeah, and it brings down the mood, and it looks it makes us look terrible to the rest of the world. So you know, if you if you could ban the sale of assault rifles, stop the the flow of them. I don't know about a gun buyback. That'd be <laughs> people I think would take up arms if we did that. Oh yeah. But ban the sale, put a stop, hopefully, to people getting a hold of these guns to commit mass shootings. Um, and just if we if we just could not see it in the news every couple months, I think Maybe that's a win. Maybe just even a temporary ban yeah. until feelings and regard for human life returns yeah. to this country, I pray, one day. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously... Uh, President Trump had a lot to say about this. Hmm. Uh, He took the opportunity to lash out at the FBI for not doing their job. Jeff Sessions as well, delivering some pretty harsh criticisms (laughs) towards the FBI. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But some, I mean, really going after them for missing, as they really should, right? Like the FBI completely dropped the ball um, in not following up on the tips and I'm not sure what the process is of you know once you get a tip preventing this person I don't know if it's detainment I don't know if they pay him a visit and you know see break his kneecaps or whatever they do they didn't do it I kind of have an issue with him I believe it was Governor Rick Scott telling like the head of the FBI he needs to step down now because he missed this mm-hmm like, the tips that I've read that they've gotten was not that anything was premeditated necessarily. Like, just because this man is a member of certain groups with radical ideologies, you can't just go lock him up. Like, that's why we have the no, Constitution. Yeah. You can't just take things from him because he identifies as a white supremacist. Um, while it's a scary thing for many people, yes, but you can't just take away his rights and go lock him up because he right. believes in this. So I don't think necessarily... Putting that blame on anyone, first of all, I find disgusting. Like, blaming these 17 kids are dead because of you. Yeah. That, like, I don't, whoa, I, whoa. I, Christopher Ray just got into the job. Yeah, the FBI's too. been a hot mess for a while. And the FBI's so. been, yeah. I, I, so, I mean, to me, Rick Scott calling for that, 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 that made no sense to me. I don't know who he was trying to, I don't know what his reasoning is. Mm-mm. I'm sure it's something political. Of course. But... Yeah, um, but Trump took that opportunity. He said something else that I thought was interesting and a little bit, you know, I wish he hadn't. Um, but he tweeted that 
because the FBI is spending so much time investigating Russia, implying that that might have been why they missed this tip on the guy. See, there's different departments in the That's, FBI. That was my first thought. It's not like all agents <laughs> focus on Russia. All agents focus on this. What? That was my initial thought. Yeah. yeah. That's our president. That's our president. <laughs> let's, let's talk about uh, Russia a little bit because there's been some... Russia. I know, I hate to. I hate to talk about Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. I wish I could never say Russia again. Or you sound the... like CNN, Tyler. Collusion. <laughs> Collusion. Gosh. Um, there's been some developments. Uh, Mueller indicted 13 Russian officials. Indeed. And basically, it's looking more and more like there was no Russia-Trump collusion and that the Russian involvement was strictly, they made some Facebook ads mm-hmm. and bots on Facebook and a Twitter to push, to push fake stories, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I think, first of all, something to be said, that should absolutely still anger Donald Trump that another country has tried to insert themselves in our political process. And I'm kind of angry that he hasn't condemned Russia yet, Mm -hmm. Um, regardless if it was pro him, anti him. As the president, I think that's something he should condemn. Um, But there hasn't been things from the other side that have been, oh, Russia, Russia, Russia for so long. Like Senator Bernie Sanders, for example, has been completely silent with these new indictments. Didn't he honeymoon in Russia? (laughs) What did you did odd, you read that story? What? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he had his honeymoon in the Soviet Union. <laughs> oh, well, gotta get those donors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, back when they were communist, I'm sure he was a big fan. Maybe not so much anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's an interesting issue. I really hate the Russia issue because, you know, if Russia's whole goal, I think Trump tweeted this out too. If Russia's whole goal was to cause discord in the country, they weren't going to do it by a couple of Facebook bots. Oh, no. <laughs> pushing fake news stories that most people know are fake news. Right. Right. The only people who buy into these stories are going to be the hyper partisans who aren't going to be convinced either way, you know? The ones who don't even read the full article, they just read, like, yeah. the name, and they share it. This so, is ridiculous. So that's <laughs> why people keep coming out and saying, like, yeah, you know, they did all this, but it had no effect on the election because all this stuff was only being pushed on people who were already crazy one way or the other. True. Reasonable people weren't seeing fake news stories from Russian bots <laughs> and saying, well, they, mm, that, that sure convinced me. Interesting. You know, so they, there, there was no... You know, obviously their goal wasn't to sway the election or to do anything like that. But the whole discord they've caused has come from us. It's come from news media going crazy over it. The partisanship between, you know, Trump and Clinton, Republicans and Democrats. Like We didn't need another country to help us ruin our discourse. <laughs> Russia should have just let us do it on our own. Watch us burn on our own. <laughs> um and, you know, I just think it's it, it's crazy because we, we've done the job for them with the way we've, we've reacted to the Russian You're right. interference. Because they really, I don't think they really even did that much. It's just how we responded to it, you know? Yeah, agreed. I don't know. <laughs> it's 
we'll see. I'm sure there's going to be some more developments as time goes on. And that's true. I mean, they could find out tomorrow that, you know, Trump was had an affair with a Russian official. <laughs> that's, oh. the, that's the next one. And then the Russian official will be on Jimmy Kimmel talking about it. Oh, yes. Um, so who knows? Anything could happen. <laughs> but, I mean, so far, all the intelligence agencies have said this hasn't, it didn't sway the election at all. Right. And that really it was confined to bots pushing stories on Facebook. I think that's something I just want to say for like a hot sec that those who are against Trump have been pulling at any little thing they can get to take this man down. Mm -hmm. And like it's continued into his term, like every little thing this man does. And I haven't lived through many presidencies. I'm low. I'm only 20. So I don't remember many. But I've never seen someone attacked for every little move they make or don't make. Every little tweet he sends out or doesn't send out. Like, how long it took him to tweet something. You know, like. Oh, I know. Just things that are like, really? This is the headline on your news? Like, oh. I could write a better article. Come on. Yeah. It just blows my mind. That's why I wish Trump would realize that the special position of being the most probably criticized president ever (laughs) and take steps to not further dig himself the hole (laughs) you know what i mean i don't think he even thinks he's in a hole like i really don't think he cares about what anyone thinks of him because so much of his damage is self-inflicted and i just you know which part of me is a reason why i do like him like he's like i'm just here to do a job i really could care less what you think of me i'm just here to do what i need to do for sure what he thinks is best for the country which i respect yeah. You know, he's not in it for this political game. He's not in it to get points over someone else. Like, he could care yeah, less. I, I think he's definitely, he knows he's not winning CNN over anytime oh, right. soon. Why bother trying to yeah. look good to them? I think he is getting frustrated, though. You can tell that people aren't seeing the work he has done because it's not getting pushed out in the media. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the actual policies he's affected and things like that, they're not getting out there. So is why he goes to Twitter all the time to let yeah, you know. Yeah, it's... <laughs> You know, politics is different than building buildings. You know, oh. you, you build a building and you put your name on it. Everyone knows you built that. You did that. Right. <laughs> With politics, you know, the economy soars and people are still, ah, I mean, Obama did it. Yeah. How do you know you really did it, Trump? And I can understand he's frustrated. Right. That he's not getting the credit he's due. You watch. I cannot wait to see how. People try to take credit away from Republicans on the tax cuts. For <laughs> oh, it's already started. Oh, it's already started. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I just pray that the economy doesn't tank within the next four years. <laughs> and then they all blame tax cuts because tax cuts will have nothing to do yeah. with the economy. It's people that don't within understand. Within four years, you know, right. it, it would be something else. But nope. It'll get blamed for it. No one that understands economics and how those things work. (laughs) I have a theory that really no one in politics understands economics. I could get behind that. They just understand people. Yeah. And like the buzzwords of economics (laughs) that make people go, yeah, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's only a select few people in Washington who know economics and they're not the elected officials. Right. No. It's (laughs) the ones behind them saying, oh, no, sir, change that word. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
That's my theory. I support it. I can see it. Yeah. I think we should do a quiz. A quiz. On elected officials. Yes. Like two of them. Just ask them general questions like where they can't respond with just like a right. talking point. Like instead of a citizenship test, like a public office test. Yeah. Can That'd you be imagine? Cool. I think the faith in American leaders would just plummet. <laughs> <laughs> How great. Is that of, bad? <laughs> instead of presidential debates, they just take a test and we get to oh. see their scores afterward. Like the citizenship test, like see how many of them actually know. Yeah. I love those videos. I would like that. You think Trump would release his score answers? <laughs> <laughs> release the memo. Release the test. I'll release the score answers, but she releases her emails. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. What about some, uh, you got some real talk for us here, Jacqueline? Oh, some real talk? I have real a talk. serious question. Let's hear it. Why is President Trump always squinting? Squinting. Squinting. Every single foot. Look at his Twitter AV right now. Pull it up. Oh, boy. You mean the picture? of The picture. He just always looks so angry. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just always like, grrr. I mean, wouldn't you be? I have not seen a photo of him. Even when he's smiling, he's still, like, squinting. You know what? He was like that when he was younger, too. Was he? Yeah. He was a, he's always been a squinter. Like, just... His whatever makeup dude person that, like, makes him look nice every day, if he has one of those, I'm assuming he does, just needs to tell him, just, like, open your eyes more. <laughs> you look so much more friendly. Oh, yeah, look at that, man. Like, he's just always, like, grrr. I think he likes the the determined look. Yeah, the know? intimidation factor. Yeah. Like, grrr, you're fired. Mm. Like, he needs to, he's not on The Apprentice anymore, you know, like, <laughs> Gotta look a little nice. Uh, gotta gotta open those eyes, dude. Come on. He's getting Stop. a little old. Maybe he's sleepy. That's true. You know, maybe he's not. We so should send him some energy drinks. You think maybe he's not so high energy, <laughs> after oh. all. Low energy, Trump. <laughs> God. Can't utter those words. I don't think you can. <laughs> huh. Oh boy. Well, hopefully he's keeping awake at the. Uh, in the Oval Office, we need him doing a job. Some people actually might not mind if he was asleep. He can't do his job when he was asleep, if he's sleeping. <laughs> can't tweet with your eyes closed. Oh, he can. Call Fefe. Call Fefe. <laughs> Maybe he was squinting so much that day. <laughs> That's probably it just why. just came out, <laughs> Did you see he gave an interview? Um, I forget who. It was when he was overseas. And they asked him about his tweeting habits. And they're like, do you ever just lie in bed, you know, in the Lincoln bedroom? And send out tweets while you're watching TV. And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. And they were like, really? And he was like, yeah, you know, 6 a.m. I'll be watching the news and something will hit me and I'll, I'll take out the phone and I'll tweet about it. <laughs> just did from bed. He's literally just like a teenage girl acting on impulses. Isn't, <laughs> like, <laughs> isn't that just a great image? Just imagine him in his PJs. <laughs> his little slippers on, a little hat with the He probably turns over, Melania, look at this one. What do you think about this one? They're going to love this one. <laughs> it's going to be on every headline tomorrow. It's oh. not wrong. <laughs> That's such a nice image that I now have in my head for the rest of my day. You're welcome. And you're welcome, audience, for that image as well. Well, that has been... This has been a hearty discussion. Hearty. Mm -hmm. Like bread. Very hearty. Is bread, bread hearty? hearty? 
So tell them that. We'll get back to it, it next week. Roll with okay. it. Okay. Hearty bread. Hearty bread. It's lunchtime if you can't tell. It is. <laughs> Food's on the mind. Um, so we're going to get some food. But this has been a fantastic discussion for our inaugural episode of In Pod We Trust. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll have so much more to talk about in the weeks to come. We'll have some guests on with some interesting ideals. So if you hate what we say and what let we think, let us know. Let us know, and we'll bring on Hillier Tyler people. at Yahoo.com. Would love to field your complaints. Oh. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> please don't. I don't even think was that the right email. Yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny. Do it. Um, other than that, thank you for stopping by. It's been a pleasure. This has been In Pod We Trust. <laughs>